passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned, Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Nick has not practiced. He's doing some stuff on his own, shooting, rehabbing with you know with the trainer. We're just going to stick to going day by day. And but he has not practiced with us, and and he continues to slowly but surely improve. And each day that goes by gets closer to rejoining us in practice, but is not there as of today. So still not a solid. This is when he's coming back timeline, but. At least it seems like there's something positive heading in the right direction. Straighten me up if I missed this because I didn't listen to every Musselman press conference uh, along the way. But there wasn't an event or anything that happened that that we've been told about as far as you know what obviously wasn't in a game because we hadn't seen that and he hadn't played in any. Uh, so was there a moment in practice where he was you know practicing and went down? We we haven't really gotten a lot of details that I know of, that how this all started. My odds must has not revealed how this happened, as you just asked, yeah. uh, to my knowledge. That yeah. doesn't mean that, I, again, I have been pretty, not that I haven't been paying attention to basketball stuff, but... We've been in I've, football mode. I mean, that, that could be a detail we missed, but I think it's an important detail is where did all this begin? And, um, you know, that might give us a clue to the severity. That, that That's why I asked the question, so we could deal, you know, you know what what was the timeline? Is this you, you twisted, you sprained? Obviously, it's nothing, you know, to the great degree of you know of an ACL tear or something like that. We'd be having a much different conversation. But uh, um, you know, it, that might give some insight as to when he might return. Are you nervous until he comes back, or do you just think well, it's just something that it's not I, as big I, of a I, deal? It's not the end of the world if you go and go say one and two in Maui. I, you know, you don't want to go zero oh and three. There's some net ranking opportunities there both directions um you'd like to have a good showing over there that's a that's a premier event nervous no because it's not going to determine your season even if you go over there three and oh and you win the whole thing that doesn't mean you're going to go to the final four 
go one and two doesn't mean you're not going to go to the final four. But um, he's the the prized recruit. He's the number one player in the country. I just selfishly want to see him play. I'm coming more for the perspective. Are you nervous that at any point you don't think he's going to play oh, until well, you actually see him back? That's where I'm coming because some Arkansas fans feel that way. Well, there's rumors going around that he's going to sit the whole season. I'm just what. I mean, I guess you make the case that you just preserve yourself and don't risk injury. And why would you even come here to not ever if you if your plan all along was to not play? I'm not suggesting that was. I think I think he played. I'm not really nervous that we're going to end up never seeing him in a Razorback okay. jersey. No, I know some Arkansas fans are. That's why I, I uh, asked the question. Know, but some are. And I just it just doesn't make logical sense to me unless the injury's so severe and delicate mm-hmm. that that's the right decision. But I don't I don't get the feeling that's what's going on here. Just reading the tea leaves. If he's practicing someone his own, he's going through some. Some stuff with a trainer, as Coach just said, that tells me that we're getting closer to him being able to get back out there. What I am, you know, watching from afar is, is this going to be a nagging injury? Or, you know, we don't have a lot of details other than right knee management. That's pretty much what we've, we've gotten to this point. Uh, is this going to be something that, hey, come late January or February, when you're putting a little bit more wear and tear on it, is this going to be a problem again? Mm-hmm. And we got to shut it down for a few weeks in February to be ready for March? Is that is that what we're going to... Are we going to be talking about this again in 60 days? Throws off the rhythm of the yeah. team and what we expect to be when they start getting going in February. I don't know. I mean, you know, that, that's... If I was nervous about anything, and I don't get nervous about a lot of things... That would be where I'm at. Pops back up, and I'm coming from the the long game perspective of you're talking about these net rankings. That if you want to see this basketball team in Kansas City for that Sweet 16 site, you're probably gonna have to be a one or two seed. You've got to get some of these early on wins. Now, Eric Musselman's teams have really hit their stride in February and early March. Once right before. The SEC tournament. They've lost in the semifinals the last two years, and then we've gone to see. We've, they've gone on to the Elite Eight back to back. And if you want a, an extra advantage, if you will, I would think that getting an opportunity to play in Kansas City rather than like Louisville, I think it's New York and somewhere in California, if I remember that right. I, that's where I'm coming from. Also, when we're talking about these early, because that's three and a half hours from Fayetteville. That's it's going to be a sea of red in the Sprint Center if you somehow, yeah. some way, get who else a first is there. and second seed. You, you may be right. Depends on who else is playing there as well and what, you know, what the ticket situation is. You get to that point and everybody's going to be coming in no matter who your team is. Uh, for you know, Arkansas fans have, have traveled to the Elite Eight very well the last couple of years, no matter where it's at. Um, particularly it's a little, if, hard, a little harder to go to San Fran than it is to go to Kansas City. Yeah, but... You know, if Kansas or Kansas State or someone like that's in there, you know they're going they're going to have their presence well known as well. But you know that that's cart way in front of the horse at this point. Um, you just, I, I think Nick Smith has not been discussed probably in the light um, um, because it's basketball and it's not football the way that you would if you got the number one recruit in the country in football. And you got the number one recruit in the country. I'm not saying it hasn't been discussed, but people. I don't think it went over the moon about this thing the way like I when, remember. When Mitch came here. Right, right. That's it exactly was, what I was getting ready to say is when Mitch Mustang came here, we shut down the 6 o'clock news to televise the signing. I didn't necessarily, I didn't, none of that happened. And maybe it's because we're living in a different media world. But it's, 
you know, the, the world was different when Corliss Williamson signed. You know, sports coverage was vastly different than it is today. But it was a much bigger deal. Maybe it's because he's not from Northwest Arkansas and he's a, a Little Rock. Pro- I don't know. But it just doesn't seem like uh, that part of the quality of player you got has resonated completely throughout the fan base. And I think we need to see that on display a little bit more for maybe people's expectations and their hype and their hope to, to ramp up a little bit. I, I'm, I'm out on hype. I just want to see the real deal. And I think the guy can lead you to an SEC title. Last thing here on basketball before we come back to football. This is the first time that you're a top nine AP team since the 94-95 season. Is that a big deal or is that just a stat that the U of A plucked out and are using it as a marketing ploy for tomorrow night's well, game? What is it? There's, there's statistics and then there's damn statistics and then there's lies or something. I'm probably getting that phrase messed up. I think you can look inside numbers and you can find whatever storyline you want, but... I mean, in November, does that really matter? A ranking at this point? M- mostly not. I mean, does that I make think more? It hadn't made a. It hadn't filled the building up yet. It has not. But you did have. I don't know what the total attendance was this past Friday night. But you had a really good crowd. I don't yeah. know how long it's been that you've had in your second game of the season that big of a crowd. But it was nice. They brought it. I don't know what this Wednesday night will look like. It depends on weather. If there's inclement weather, maybe that will have an impact. But I was impressed with Bud Walton Arena this past Friday night. Well, I mean, and um, so I think, know, I'm, I'm ready. And I think we're only going to see a lot of full houses unless it's an Auburn type situation where you got number one coming in, something like that on a weeknight. The Saturdays, I expect to be full. And, and you know, you got to get through football before you start playing Saturdays. And, you know, in December, we'll see a few, but they're not marquee opponents at home on the Saturday, so I don't know. It will probably be maybe the LSU game. People will have a little more freedom on, like, I think it's December 28th they play LSU. That's a weeknight, but um, you know, Wednesday night or whatever night of the week that is. should know it's my daughter's birthday. It's the 28th, but, um, you know, people will just have a little more flexibility in their schedules in that holiday period. So that might be the first time you see the building uh, as full as it's been at this point because those Saturday games, you go over to Tulsa, that's the marquee game, but – the third and the seventeenth. That's kind of outside of that game with Oklahoma. You know, people play the name game. They see those. I got to get my holiday shopping done instead. Two of the best teams in the Southeastern Conference this year. You only play them on the road. That being Auburn and Tennessee, which is kind of a bummer. You're hoping the Vols and the Tigers would come in here, but you do get Alabama. We know you close out your season with Kentucky, which is a Saturday game and will probably be the most attended game. <laughs> of the season. If I'm looking at their schedule right now, which I am, I would expect that maybe the first big time Saturday game where you can barely get a seat might be February 11th against Mississippi State. I mean, that's a kind of long down the list, but they, a lot of these games, and I guess, I guess it's depending on the team and how they play. Maybe Wednesday night against Alabama, who will be ranked probably when they step into Bud Walton Arena on Jan- January 11th, but yeah, that's kind of the situation that you're dealing with right now for Arkansas basketball. Yeah. All right, more uh, on the football team coming up. We're brought to you by World of Wireless. 877-305-DISH is their number. If you're at Deer Camp, want to keep up with what's going on in the world, particularly sports, you need the Playmaker system. You've probably seen these at football games in the parking lots, or maybe you went to a Deer Camp last year and they had one of these. It's a simple eight-pound cube-looking 
satellite receiver. It doesn't look like a dish that you normally would see. You can put it on a tripod, but you don't have to. You just set it on the ground, out in the open air. It finds all the satellites. So all you need is power. If you've got a generator or you've got electric service where you're at, maybe it's great for your second home or your lake house or whatever to save you some money there. You can watch satellite TV on the go with your dish receiver, the Playmaker, you just hook it into power and into your TV, and you're off and running. So no internet required, none of that. Get the Playmaker right now. They're available at World of Wireless. Got a few left. They've been in high demand, as you can imagine, for deer season. They've got a few right now for this week. 877-305-DISH. Call and get details. It's the Playmaker, the easy-to-use portable satellite system from World of Wireless. Malik played a, a decent game against Mississippi State on the road earlier this year. Did not have a great performance at all against LSU. Do you expect him in a Razorback uniform next year? I don't, personally. Do you? Do you think he has better offers, I mean, as far as Power 5 opportunities out there. Do you think there's a better opportunity than Arkansas? Does no. he put anything out there? Not in the Southeastern Conference. Maybe another, you could probably, you could see him going to a Power 5 school. I don't think. As a starting quarterback? Starting quarterback and a quarterback are two separate things. Mm-hmm. I don't think starting is is in the realm of possibility at this point in time. I just, I feel like the a decision can be made at this point in time that they don't have what they need, the backup, if KJ was to ever go out. And, I, I, again, I brought it up yesterday. First thing KJ does when he steps on the field as an Arkansas Razorback, marches you straight down against Mississippi State, albeit it was probably their second or third team. But you had something. You knew you had something immediately. He follows it up the next season with pounding Missouri. KJ didn't lose you that game. Your defense did. And... I know Malik had that run against Mississippi State, and he had that great touchdown pass to Bryce Stevens, but he also threw two interceptions. He also missed Matt Landers on a wide-open touchdown, which could have changed that outcome of the game. I just feel like we've seen enough to know that he's not the guy if a case comes in to back up K.J. Jefferson's not an injury, because I expect K.J. to be back next year. Oh, I mean, K.J.'s coming back. He's, he's not done nearly enough. To, to leave for the draft at this point. But um, but we also got to understand there's a, there's a reason they're the backup. You know, we talked about this some yesterday. The idea that the number two quarterback is going to come in and there's going to be no drop-off, there's going to be no change, no difficulties, no hiccups, well, that's just foolish thought. That That's just fan thought. That's not thinking it through. That is not going to happen. So we, we've got to get past this idea that, hey, you know, whoever, whether it's Malik Hornsby or, you know, that Tyler Wilson's going to come in and save the day, which they still ended up losing at Auburn that day. That gets glossed over. That, you, know, you, didn't, you still didn't win that game. You know, most of these situations we bring up, the team still lost. And the idea, whether it's Malik or someone that's not even on campus at this point, or maybe Renfro proves to, to be worthy of that spot next year if his knee uh, gets right. I don't know about this recent injury, what that's going to do for him. This quarterback room needs help, though. There's no question you don't have the quarterback that can service the offense the way you need to in the absence of K.J. The way K.J. runs the ball, I don't think his days of being injured or sidelined are over. Not just this year, but you know, into the future. It's just, it's just part of the way he plays the game. So, you know, but the idea that, hey, you're going to have an, another KJ 2.0 waiting in the wings and it's going to be just like he never left the game, that that's not happening. 
And I don't think Malachi Singleton initially is going to be that answer. He's the quarterback of the North Cobb four-star. I just don't expect a true freshman to be ready from the jump to be able to compete against SEC competition, assuming that KJ goes through an injury. Because it hasn't just been this past season for KJ. It's been 2019, 2020. I mean, there's been cases where he's been banged up, not necessarily 2020, sorry, 2019, 2021, and then this year. Now, some games he's missed. Some games he's just played injured. That's, as you just said, just part of the style. Zach and Mountainburg brings up, we don't have the same backups as Alabama or Georgia. That is completely correct. But I still think there is a gap that can be made up at the quarterback position that can help you kind of diffuse the differences that other backups and other differences on the football field where you don't have the same advantage as other teams. What you're talking about with giving an example of a Tyler Wilson a decade ago or a little longer than that actually now or KJ at Missouri, you were seeing the future of the position. Not necessarily someone that could come in and pick up the baton and carry it on as though nothing had happened. But what you're what you're referencing in my opinion is you can see the future. Here's the ne- here's the next generation at quarterback. All they need to do is develop a little bit more and work on this, that, whatever, and they're going to be the guy. We don't have to worry about who our next quarterback is. We've identified our next quarterback by watching this backup play, even in a close loss or a a worthy road or worthy road um, performance. That's what we're not seeing with Malik. That's what we didn't see with Fortin. Although he's a senior, he would never be part of your future anyway. Um, what we're not seeing is there's the next generation of your of your offense and your program. That we don't see the the um the succession plan in place. That's what we're not seeing. Yeah, I'd say that's a good way to put it. Eight seven seven three seven seven six nine six three. If you have a thought if you have a thought via call via text on this subject this morning. By the way, KJ did throw in practice yesterday. I want to make sure that you guys know that. Also want to let you know that Coach, when asked about Miles Slusher and Anthony Brown, potentially their reinstatement, said he would address that on Wednesday. So we don't still have a sure thing, one thing or another, if Miles and Anthony are going to come back. I would expect them to be reinstated as of Wednesday. Again, I've been wrong before. That is my expectation, though, when it comes to that. Don't know 100%, but we will hear from those guys, or we'll hear from Coach about that on Wednesday. That'd be a little more punishment fitting the crime if they were reinstated. I mean, it was public disorder or disorderly conduct or whatever it was. Correct. You know, so it's this wasn't a DWI. This wasn't a, a different kind of deal. So I, I think the punishment would fit the crime of they probably had a very miserable week, of, and they're probably in the best shape of their life right now. <laughs> Good text from Landon and Alma. Are Kendall Bryles and Barry Odom going to try and recruit Quincy Mack into to the respective sides of the football next year? Well, Landon, coach was asked about Quincy and his dad, and he can go back to wide receiver at the spring. That's what he said. But if he keeps playing like he does, I would at least think Sam's probably going to sit him down and have a conversation saying, hey, we don't have as much depth at the cornerback position. You're really good. Why don't you give it a shot? If he's showing us this type of signs as a true freshman, we're talking about the succession plan Mm. for quarterbacks, I think at the cornerback position, he would be more into the fold than we initially thought because he's just made plays. We'll see how Jackson Dart and Lane Kiffin try and take advantage of him as a true freshman on Saturday, and then Eli Drinkwitz doing the same thing. But thus far... Quincy showed out, and I've been thoroughly impressed with what he's brought to that defensive side of the football. And, you know, we've 
had a call or two and a text or two or whatever yesterday about you know why hadn't he been playing sooner? Uh, what are the coaches you know not seen? Blah blah blah. You know the idea that he was capable of making some of the plays he's made the last two games. You know, two months ago, I just don't think it's is fair. I don't think McAdoo. You know, the idea that he hasn't developed by being on the scout team, by working with the first team, by doing all the things that are the natural steps. You know, we heard from several people yesterday that uh, you know I don't understand why he hasn't been playing all along. Well, there's a reason. It it took him, <laughs> it took him all of August and September and most of October to get to this point where he could contribute the way he has in the last two games and. The need to arise in the secondary—that was the other thing. They needed him, so they, you know, it, it burst another opportunity for him. Let's go to Charlie and Camden. Charlie, go ahead, man. You're on the morning rush. What's going on, guys? Uh, it's kind of like a blessing in disguise uh, with, with with all the injuries that's happened on the back end, and with Quincy moving over there. Now, if I'm correct, didn't Quincy kind of go to coach and be like, "Hey"? If you need some help over there, I'll go over there. Wasn't that kind of how it happened? You are correct. He was very, very humble in the fact that he just wanted to play. Sam and Bakke did the same thing. Other freshman wide receiver out of Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just crazy to me, though, you guys, when you think about a kid that – I know he played corner in high school, but it's, this, this is a different level. I mean – you know, and I don't think, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't Quincy at a smaller school in high school? Didn't come out of like a 3A, 4A? Clarendon, yeah. What, how, yeah. How many people do you know from Clarendon, Charlie? Not many. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's crazy when you think about a kid that, you know, when you <laughs> he comes in here, he's a true freshman receiver, I guess, and then he's able to go to defense and look better than, a lot of the guys that have been over there other than I think, you know, you could probably say him and Dwight have been, you know, the most consistent guys. I mean, him only being in there two games, that's crazy to me. Um, you know, I, I just, it's unbelievable. And his tackling is also underrated. Like there, there were times the other day where he had to make the tackle and if he doesn't, I mean, they get even more yardage. So it's crazy to me just to think about how natural he is over there. I think it's just, impressive obviously um i think also it's helped you know hudson clark you know being able to move to middle safety i mean a guy that obviously has supreme iq and you know when you play that position you got to be really intelligent and you know he's looked really good back there he's going to have to bulk up a little bit to play back there but you know i'm excited about it you know and i I really think the defense has kind of figured it out here down the stretch you know ty you talked about how they're going to attack us uh, in the passing game. I think they're going to – I don't think that's really their game, though. I could be wrong. I think they're more of a running team. Oh, they are. But, uh, Quinchon Judkins yeah, and I, Zach Evans. I mean, everyone thinks as old They're going to come after us in that area, yeah. uh, in my opinion. And, uh, Charlie, we appreciate the call. That was one of our textures earlier this morning asking about Arkansas being favored in the run game. Guys, we can't overlook what Ole Miss does running the football with – Quinshawn Junkins, who's one of the best freshmen in the Southeastern Conference, and then alongside Zach Evans, who's a TCU transfer. They run, and they run hard. And Jackson Dart also is elusive at the quarterback position. So Arkansas has a lot to game plan for on Saturday. Hopefully Barry Odom has a good one. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash westwood1. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash westwood1 now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash westwood1. Basketball is back, and Bet Online is your number one source. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like MLB. MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. Bet online, where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'd rather have the expectations be high and take the criticism than they go, oh, well, you played LSU to 13 and 10 and they are West Division champs. We don't want any of that. We want to win. It doesn't matter who we play. We're disappointed where we are, but we can wallow in it or we can get bowl eligible. I think you saw Saturday that our team wants to go to postseason play, and I think you'll see it again Saturday. Bruce Dan to Pradco Fishing with us here now. Bruce, I'll let you hit this one first. How do you think he's handled really the first real criticism that he has gotten since becoming the Arkansas head football coach? Well, I mean, he's working his way through it. He's, he's never been a head coach, definitely not at this level. And, you know, it's, uh, it's a lot different when you're the head coach and things aren't going well and everybody's all of a sudden question you after it's just been a honeymoon the whole time so i mean I, th- I think he's publicly handling it okay i mean he's 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 struggling he's trying to figure out what to do losing 
stinks. It's like running a business for the first time or being a coach for the first time or being a pastor for the first time. You know, when things are not going the way you want them to go, you got to dig deep and people are looking at you and they want to see confidence and they want to know how you're going to get out of the hole. And uh, he's in the hole right now. So you got two games to get out of the hole, get bowl eligible. And, you know, you get bowl eligible and play a game on TV and win and everything's fine. You go five and seven, you know, that's that's another problem. And, and that, that's what he's fighting against right now. He's trying to keep his team up, trying to keep his coaches up, trying to keep the fans happy. And, you know, he's probably not sleeping as many hours as he did in the summer. It's tough. What do you think, Tommy? I don't even think we've heard noise yet. I think that's exactly what Bruce headed down the path I was heading on. You, I don't think we've gotten that many calls criticizing Sam Pittman. I don't think we've received a ton of text. I mean, I'm not saying it's zero, but it hasn't been loud noise. This is nothing like Houston Nutt. Oh. This is nothing like some of the, you know, Chad Morris was so bad that people just quit criticizing at that point They because they knew the answer. It was going to change. You said apathy set in. You said that before, and I, I agree with you well, wholeheartedly I mean, on that. I don't even think we've heard noise about Sam Pittman yet. Now, we'll lose this Saturday, lose the last two, go on a four-game skid, basically win, what would that be? Two of your last? I don't know. I don't want to figure up the math, but it wouldn't be good. Um, so I don't even think we've. Be, I don't even think coaches receive criticism in my account yet. Um, but he needs to stave that off, and a win Saturday night would would certainly do that. So for anyone that thinks he's receiving criticism, to me, it's on the low end of the scale of what Bruce we've seen historically here. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a very vocal fan base. I don't think yeah everybody wants to be in the national championship hunt, but Arkansas just wants a good product. They want to know their team's fighting. And uh, they want to be proud of what's out there. You know, all ills will be cured with a win over Lane Kiffin because the perception nationally is Ole Miss should come in here and win. You win that game, you get to that bowl eligibility, and, you know, you can take a deep breath and, you know, start worrying about bowl game and offseason. But, you know, you lose this game, you know, that pressure cooker is just going to amp up a little bit. And then it comes down to a pretty decent uh, defensive team at Missouri who's got a lot to play for themselves. And, uh, you know, it, it just winning against Ole Miss will stave off a lot of the issues. Yeah. And like it or not, Sam's going to be compared to three guys. Eli Drinkwitz, Lane Kiffin, Mike Leach. They all came in at the same time. He's now 2-1 and one against Mike Leach. He's 1-1 one and one against Lane Kiffin, 1-1 one and one against Drink. We'll see what happens in well, these next two games and that, kind of how that plays into it as well. That's a good comparison. You know, when you look at those two programs right now, I think you'd have to say Lane Kiffin is known for offensive creativity, kind of being snarky. Eli Drinkwitz is developing this defensive mentality. I think before the Tennessee game, they were ranked 13th nationally. You know, what is Arkansas's identity? Does Pittman have a strong identity as those two guys right now? Does he or does he not? Well, you would say well, you yes. Rank, hang on. If you rank those four programs, Ole Miss would be one. Yes. Arkansas, Mississippi State, kind of a toss-up almost, right? And then Missouri would clearly be the fourth out of those four programs. So You're three. You're on Mississippi State. You beat them. You beat them by a field goal last year, and they basically they had virtually had the same. They did have the same record. Yeah, but you can't just look at head to head what you've done. Well, you, you you, tied that's them, not the only thing you can okay, look at. But you tied them last year in the conference, and they're a better team than you this year. You beat them last year, but you've lost them that. Mississippi, you're third. I, it's cl- it, uh, so you, why you are may they, be right, but it, 
Why are they above you? Well, I need to look at I don't think you can only base it on what you've done head-to-head, and that's not the only thing that matters. Well, head-to-head, you're 2-1 and against them. So, so. from that vantage point, you are. But I'm talking about you're 8-4 last year, as were they. This year, they're better than you. So, you're basically virtually the same last year, and then this year, they're better than you. That's what I'm going off of. They're better than you. They've got an edge this year. And and nationally, I think the Pirate is well-known for and a wide-open offense. I mean, there's a great perception about what he does. Whether they win or lose, people know what he's about. Well, I think prior to these last two games, your idea was running the football, being tough and hard-nosed. Now, you still were on defense the last two games, particularly in the second half, but you weren't on offense. So it's almost like your identity is being taken away from you. You need to get that back on Saturday well, night. you got to regain see, that. You know, need, to, need to see what happens the rest of the way. Arkansas needs to win a couple of games, and you know, Ole Miss needs to win badly, too. I mean... Lane Kiffin's name is being tossed around several jobs, including the Auburn job. You know, he needs to win, you know, for, for himself. But his program needs to win, you know, because they're, they're staring at three-game losing skid. I know Alabama's in the middle of that, but well, lo- losing three in a row is not good for any coach. He could lose this. He could lose Mississippi State. Yeah. And then Anything there are the Auburn people that excited about paying him. Yeah. All right, that's your Red River Dodge Morning Rush Daily Question. Red River Dodge in Heber Springs. Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at RedRiverDodge.com. Bruce, before we get into Tommy's rankings, you were telling us back in the old days, you got to sit next to Paul Eels in the press box because now, for those who don't know, the radio booths are divided from the actual press box, but your seat was just basically directly next to the former boss of the radio. I was with the Southwest Times, and uh, we, we sat all the way on the end, and I don't know if that was our relevance uh, or usually, <laughs> usually Wally Hall and the Democrat would sit in the middle and Clay in the Tulsa world and they'd usually have someone from the Dallas Morning News and you know the pecking order would go on down and then the Southwest Times would be on the end and there was a, a glass door that opened up to the radio booth and it was Paul Eels and you know the door would stay open most of the time there was a TV in there so you know you could poke your head around and see another college game and I was telling y'all that you know that one year Barry Switzer uh, did the play did the color commentary with Paul, and uh, when an OU game was on, he he would spend most of the game looking up at the TV, <laughs> you know. And, and I understand that. I mean, he was he was OU football, and uh, you you could just see his eyes. He he wanted to be uh, in Norman or wherever the game was being played. Uh, but listening to Paul Eels while the game was going on, that was that was pretty and hearing it live, that, that was pretty special. Yeah. All right, let's dive into our SEC weekly rankings that we do here on the morning rush. And uh question is what kind of shakes up at the bottom after a few things have happened. But to me, there's not much change at the top at all. Uh, still got Georgia number one, Tennessee number two. And uh were you nervous at all in that game when it was twenty eight, twenty four? I wasn't feeling great, uh, but you know, I guess for all the people that didn't watch the game and just looked at the score, you'd have thought that was a blowout from the get-go, and it wasn't. You know, it it kind of took to the yeah. third quarter until Tennessee really got it going. And once they got their foot on the gas, they never looked back. LSU survives Arkansas. They remain at number three. And then Alabama, I guess you could also say survived Ole Miss, and they're number four. So Georgia, Tennessee, LSU, Bama, one, two, three, four. Ole Miss, I still have it five. I don't know where you, where you can really move them because I believe they're better than Mississippi State, who I have at six. Then after that, it's Arkansas at seven and Florida at eight. You could flip-flop those. If you wanted to flip-flop those, I wouldn't argue much with you. But but I believe Arkansas and Florida are better than Kentucky, who loses to Vanderbilt. 
Missouri, I've moved up, even though they lost. I, I, I think Missouri right now is better than Auburn, who I've got uh, at 11. South Carolina has dropped to 12. They are on the skids. Vanderbilt at 13. So who does that leave for dead Ooh. last? Ooh. Who does that leave in 14th, boys? That's Aggieland. They got the worst record. That's bad. In conference play, the worst record for the season. They are playing horrible football right now. Tell me why Van or why uh, A&M doesn't deserve to be number 14 in this conference. No, they do. And Wyan and I were in uh, Atlanta Saturday morning. We were flying Sunday morning. We were flying back from watching our son Slate play at Barry College. Lost 55-8, by the way. But uh, all these Aggie fans were wearing their Aggie stuff. And I always wonder about these folks that go to the college football games. And they obviously, they're packing when they go home on the plane, they're packing, thinking they're going to win. They're wearing all their maroon and their A&M stuff. Yeah. And they're walking around, and we're all, like, laughing at them because they lost to Auburn. You know, I, I think I think Aggies are the worst team in the yeah. SEC. Uh, Kentucky, I think you got them rated too high. At nine? Joe Milton made three passes, and he had nine yards less than Will Levis, who Mel Copper has as a so first-round pick. Who would you Biggest put ahead fraud. of Kentucky? He's a fraud. Who would I have in front of Kentucky? Who'd you have below them? Missouri. Yes. Auburn. Yes. Right South, now. South Carolina. No. No. Vandy. No. A and M. No. No. But uh, the uh, Auburn man, I don't know if you've been. We're, we're, we're only arguing about who should be nine versus eleven yeah. or ten versus. No, no, no. Nine. no, no. I, we're, I, I, we're in pretty good company. I here. think. Uh, I, I probably I think the first would rank eight Florida we all ahead on. of Arkansas right now. All right, so we could. I, I got Arkansas at seven. Florida they won. Eight. What they beat South Carolina thirty-four to six. Yeah, well, I mean it was terrible. I thought the I thought the way Arkansas played against the number seventeen in the in the country yeah. gave gave them the edge in my mind. And maybe a little homework. I can't get the Liberty game out of my head. I understand. Can't get the Liberty game. So again, Tommy, Georgia, Tennessee, LSU, LSU, Bama, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Florida, Kentucky, Missouri, Auburn, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, A and M. Yep. Is that right? One through fourteen. Yeah, I don't really have an issue with I mean we could flip flop a few there at the bottom but I mean I think we agree A&M's the worst Vanderbilt moves up after their win over Kentucky I mean if you, if you balance Kentucky's season in there you know they, they've certainly hit the skids in the last half for whatever reason Their offense it seems as though Stoop, Stoops has lost the mojo they had they got any the shot against Georgia on Saturday no. in Lexington their offense well maybe they were looking forward to Georgia instead of playing Vanderbilt could be Losing to Vanderbilt at home. I mean, we, we've all been there, haven't we? The challenge will be for Georgia not to overlook Kentucky <laughs> because they're they they looking they forward to Georgia yeah, Tech. Yeah, I know, but uh, you know, you, it's easy to take someone lightly when they lose to Vanderbilt. You know, so but no, you're right. Georgia and uh, really Tennessee both have pretty light schedules. The last two, you got to be a big Baylor Bear fan this yes. weekend as, as TCU travels yes. there. You got to hope TCU drops one of these games. Need, I need think TCU to lose this one or the Big 12 championship, one or the other. You got some help with Oregon going down to Washington this week. USC plays UCLA this week. You need, Bruins. Yeah, you need the Bruins to probably win that one. And trying to think of the other. Ohio team. State, Michigan needs to be a blowout next that, week. Just and a I, blowout. I think Ohio State is going to. I just don't think Michigan has a quarterback from what I've seen thus far. But we'll have to wait and see. I think Tennessee's got a great shot to make the college football playoff based on the know, setup. Here's the deal. If you told a Tennessee fan six weeks ago that you'd be 11-1 and go in the Sugar Bowl, everybody signed up for that. Nobody would be thinking about playoffs. 
Question is, Ohio State or Michigan, one of them lose. Isn't there automatically a spot going to open up for Tennessee one way or the other, as long as Tennessee doesn't stub their own toe? I don't see how Tennessee doesn't get in the. That's why you always Final say four. it's the fact that Tennessee is not in the college football playoff. The only thing that would throw a wrench in this whole equation if LSU somehow beats Georgia, which I don't think is going to happen. But that's the last scenario you want as a Tennessee Volunteers fan. Even though Tennessee well, kicked their tail head to head, forty thirteen. You do not want that scenario to play out where they the have to make a case. L- Roster wise, you could make a case LSU defensively. They, they could probably be the second-best defensive team in the SEC. And they do have a big-time coach. And, and they they're, lost, getting, they're getting better. They lost one of their best defensive linemen first series of the year against Florida State. And they still have Perkins, Ojolari, Basker McCann. I mean, they just I – mean, it's LSU. The, the, the Florida State game, I mean, that was that was stupid. They won that game. But Tennessee game is what the endearing image is. They got blown out. We throw one more potential monkey wrench, and this, this would be a long shot. But what if Michigan and Ohio State played to some kind of epic two yeah. or three overtime battle? That would be bad. That'd be, It'd be bad hard for, for the Tennessee. committee to separate. I mean, somebody's got to win, somebody's got to lose. But the perception would be they're almost equal. That would be the other thing that could rock the apple cart yeah. for um, for a team just on the outside yeah. looking in. Because there's no there's no one in the Big Ten uh, that's going to beat one of those two teams. And they would love, the committee would love to be able to, I think a lot of the national media at least, would love to thumb their nose at the SEC by putting two Big Ten teams in They there don't want to. And leaving one SEC team out. Yeah. They would love the opportunity to legitimately do that. That would be the one scenario is if you had just a tight, you know, overtime, double well, overtime, triple overtime affair between those two classic rivals. Well, but just saying it like it is, I mean, we all saw Georgia dominate Tennessee. If, we're, if it's one and four, even though it would be neutral and the crowd would be half and half, I don't know, man. Well, it's hard I, to beat a good team twice. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know for that. I just I don't know how excited I'd be to play them again. I, I mean, you'd do it if that's what you had to do, but I don't know. What What if the playoff was expanded now? And you worried had, about Alabama? You'd wor- that's exactly you'd what, about Alabama. what would you do with an eight or nine seed Alabama at this point? You... you Get beat by him. Yeah. Get beat by him. <laughs> <laughs> See, and that's what it's going to be like the NCAA basketball tournament. The number one seed rarely makes the final four, rarely wins. It's always, you know, somebody gets hot in the tournament, and nobody would want to see Alabama in that tournament. No. And uh, it'll put a little less pressure, though, obviously, on, you know, every game counting the way it does now in the regular season. And, and, because you'd get to host them home playoff games. In some ways, fans might be more uh, inclined to be able to host a home playoff well, game rather than wait for those neutral sites by getting that by. College football, the regular season, has always meant everything. And college basketball, it means a little bit. You need to, you know, finish in the upper half of your conference, you know, get a get a top four seed. But it doesn't mean everything. You could, you could get hot in the tournament and win it, you know, win three or four games in the NCAA tournament. Football, it's always been about well, I guess the first 11 games and then 12 games and now the championships, but we're lessening the importance on the regular season and we're lessening the importance if you actually beat Alabama. It, it's not going to mean as much. Was it UConn about 10 years ago had to win out in the conference tournament, then got to the tournament, and you know that, that was a team that no one had. Jim Valvano wouldn't even have been in the NCAA tournament without an ACC tournament. Yeah. They won 10 games and 
four weeks, you know, that's the game where they beat Olajuwon. That's why football is the greatest sport and the greatest team sport. Those kind of fluky upsets just don't happen. But they will. I mean, you can say top top 12. I mean, yeah, is is Alabama a fluky upset? No, but you're going to have someone win a game that you would have never (laughs) thought would have happened now. (laughs) That would be the – that would be the fortune of an Arkansas fan or maybe a Tennessee fan in your case is you finally get to the playoff, you finally reach the summit, so to speak. <laughs> and then Alabama's had just enough of an off year that you gotta play them as you know, like the 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 underdog supposedly in the in the bracket. That would that'd be, be uh that'd be terrible. That'd be the way it would be. First Western Bank. We are more than just a bank. We are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. Tommy, this is from Razorback Communications. The tip lo- the temperature kickoff for Saturday's game between Arkansas and Ole Miss is projected to be 30 degrees. It's going to be the coldest game since November 2nd, 1991, when the Razorbacks took on the Baylor Bears way back when. It was 29. I was day. at that game. Were you? believe that was the game. They also had, they brought in portable lights. I think it was the first night game they'd had in a while. It was oh, wow. snowing during the game, and I was seated in the upper deck, hog heaven on the west side. I guess that'd be it's closer to the north end, and we were on the second to last row. And the snow was coming down. You could see it in the lights that were kind of hanging in front. They had portable lights on the east side of the stadium. I, 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 was, I know I was at a Baylor game at night. It had been 91. I was in high school. I was a sophomore. Did we win that game? Did we beat my dad's Bears? Or did we lose? I believe we lost. Yeah. I'd have to look that up. Or if my dad was I was at that, that game. That's 91 put him at. 91, he would have been in Little Rock, so there's a chance he could have been in that that game. Maybe I text him on that, but I thought that was pretty crazy that it's been that long since it's been projected this cold. Now, I don't think, according to the radar and the weather, I don't think there's any snow or drizzle in the forecast, which is good because that makes it that much worse, but I guess the wind chill is probably going to be pretty bad on Saturday night. The question I have is, I have my tickets in the north end zone and I was thinking about selling them to go sent with Five college buddies that are in town this weekend in section 521, which is up top. That's where they got their tickets. And uh, your thoughts, I think they're in row 12. How much colder do you think? Remember, it's like nine to seven. Is that right? How much colder do you think it is up top relative to just in the north end zone? I told myself I'm not sending the the wind's blowing. I would expect to be blown on Saturday night. Told myself I'm not going to send the press box. I want to feel the conditions like the players are. Yeah, Arkansas lost to Baylor nine to six. Gross. November second. That's my twenty four versus twenty one in that game. Jeez. Well, there's uh, here was coach yesterday on the weather. The colder the better. 
Obviously, we have to score points, too. We have to run our offense, too. But we're rooting for a, a freeze out if we can get it. Coach, I think you're going to get your wish. I think it's going to be pretty cold on I don't Saturday know night. Here's what I don't get. And I know you want to warn people you know, about the weather conditions. But that's not going to help the crowd. I don't think so. That's not going to. Well, you don't think so. You need a college degree to figure that out? No. That no. fewer people are going to come if it's 30 degrees? What did I say? I think so or don't think so? <laughs> you know, I'm agreeing. Whatever I'm doing. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think you need a college. You don't need a, a graduate degree to figure out this isn't going to help. I don't. Under, you know, I understand you got, you know, safety of your of your staff and the game day staff to put that on the safety of the fans to keep in mind, safety of the players and everybody else involved. But man, East Side Club, club seats, anything behind glass is going to be at a premium on Saturday yeah. night. My dad said. He was there, and he said the Arkansas quarterback tore his ACL that day. Do you remember who's QB back then? I don't. Let's see, 91. No, I'd have to think on that one a little bit. Okay. I mean, whoever was right after Groby. I figured he would. If he was in Little Rock at the time, I figured he might have been there. Thank you, Pops. But, yeah, Coach, you heard it from Coach. He wants it to be cold. I think he's going to get it with his wish on Saturday. Well, I always get scared. Sure for, would be nice to have a day game. Uh, no, I'm not game. You, you it, think this is going to help recruiting? You know, bring people in and it's it's subarctic? It ain't helping recruiting. Well, I mean, what's it going to be like <laughs> 34 at 11 o'clock? It's going to be cold as you know what. But at least the sun's beating down on you. It was fr- the I mean, moon doesn't exactly warm you up, big boy. I don't know what it's going to be at if it would have been 11 o'clock that day. But it you was, know, and, are you going to tailgate all day? Are you going to go up there? I mean, you know, that's the thing. I can't. This I kind learn. of weather, this kind of weather doesn't lend itself to this grand atmosphere you were pounding your fist on the desk for you want your night games early in the year where people can enjoy it this is where you want 11 a.m starts 2 30 starts this is not the place in the schedule you want night games you didn't have one against south carolina you had the 11 a.m i guess the only night game you played this season at home was against missouri state but it's going to be cold. If, you, if I, I know the sun's not out, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you it wouldn't be war- a little bit warmer during the day because that would be a lie. But it's, I mean, it was still frigid this past Saturday. And I thought, I mean, it was manageable, you ask, though. You ask people that. Yeah, I didn't even wear a jacket to the game. Really? I sat inside. But you said you know, that was, that's. But the, I mean, between the stadium, I walked 25 minutes back to the car. I mean, it was manageable. Now, sitting out there, it was cold. But, uh, you know. Daytime, it's all, you know, at least a little bit of sunshine beating down on you. Just get some hot hands, man. Yeah, I, that'll I, fix it. I will say, like, this would be one thing if I wasn't actually sitting in the conditions and putting my money where my mouth is. Mm-hmm. I could sit in the press box where it's closed in, but I told myself, all right, I'm, mm-hmm. I've been, as you said, I've been pounding the gavel for a night game all season. Yeah. We finally got one. So I'm not, I'm going to put my money, I'm going to sit there and I might even go up top. I might. Just to see I think you should. I, I think you seen. should sit on the top row up top. Uh, section twelve, or not section twelve. Section five twenty one, row twelve is where they're at. So if I, if anyone has extra tickets, they'd be willing to sell me. I'd need to buy two this week because I think I'm going to sell the. And you mentioned that the premium for the touchdown club and anything in close. Oh, you need to I buy two. Well, sir, step right up. I might be able to help you. Have you. in five twenty one. Not in five twenty one. Row twelve. No, that's no, that's what I'm looking for. I don't for. have anything in five twenty one. That's where I'd want to sit. I'm gonna guess sit. there's gonna be plenty of available seats in five twenty one. You well, just need to get in the in the door. I was looking and there wasn't I don't think five twenty one's gonna be a problem. There's for you. like row ten. So I guess I could just buy row ten and just move up because I don't think it's gonna be completely full up top, but I do wonder. Do you think it'll be half full up top? I don't. I don't know. I didn't think there was gonna yeah, be anyone. Come on, you're not an I, idiot. I didn't think there was gonna be anyone at the game this past Saturday, and they actually had a. Well, it's a good crowd. It is a good crowd. 
No, well, that's I, because Hunter Hurachek got up there and swept all the snow out of everyone's right? seat. What did you? Okay, now I saw. We haven't talked about this yet. Derek was asking me this on Hog Reaction. What did you make of the grounds crew who know a lot more than we do when it comes to their football field spraying it with water before the game? And I saw, and I don't remember the uh, the guy. I say young man. He's older than me. I don't remember the guy's name, but he was like, yeah, we there's a lot of armchair quarterback grounds crew or something like oh, that. Everybody's an expert. Because, yeah. but I, again, for someone that, I, I know there's someone that works there that is listening right now. I just want to know, like, why they did that. I guess there's a reason. I guess it, I don't know. I mean, I've never tried to scrape snow off a football field. So my guess would be that the water would thaw it, but then it would refreeze and be easier to scoop up with a okay. with a shovel. That would be my guess. I just, I saw a couple of the grounds crews guy on Twitter, like pretty mad at fans because they were making fun of them for spraying water on the field. You which, know, we have someone here whose son's on the grounds yeah. crew. So we, you know, we need to ask. Tell us what's up, We can up, probably Logan. get some insights and behind-the-scenes details because we have a teammate here at work whose son is on that very grounds crew that's, you know, that, that the field looked fine. The field was not a problem on Saturday. I mean, how many times, this isn't Lambeau, where we need heated pipes underneath the field. I mean, how many times in, the, in my lifetime, I can't count, I, we've seen snow on the field, and that's rare, but ice on the field's even more rare. Yeah. I'm just happy. It doesn't happen. It's not going to be snowing on Saturday night. It's going to be freezing, but it's at least not going to be snowing. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Hi, Coach. What's the deal with KJ Jefferson? We anticipate him practicing. We anticipated him practicing today. We anticipate him playing on Saturday. Those things certainly change. They have over the last two weeks, but I know he feels better than he has since the Auburn game. We'll have to see how he is at practice, to be perfectly honest with you, but I think he feels, well, I know he feels better than he has in the last two weeks. 
thought you said it best yesterday, and I don't care what KJ says publicly. This is the game on the schedule that means the most to him every year. It's not close. Sardis is 30 minutes from Ole Miss. This is the game that means the most on his schedule. He played at North Panola, wasn't necessarily recruited heavily to go to Oxford. He showed out last year. He wants to beat these guys bad. Well, I'm just reading, and maybe I'm reading into it, but yesterday we played a quote where, where, where Coach said Saturday after the game, he talked to him on Thursday and wanted him to have a plan. You, you guys have a game plan. Uh, and I think he's talking about Bryles and KJ together. And I think clearly the game plan was to sit this weekend and be ready for the Ole Miss game. So if you had your choice, LSU or Ole Miss, that was the game he played. And I think there's a lot of other reasons besides just Ole Miss why you make that choice. But playing against Ole Miss, I think, is more important than probably mm-hmm. any other game on the schedule. I think that's right. You'll play them at 630 this Saturday night on the SEC Network. It was between ESPN and the SEC Network. The SEC offices announced yesterday you get that 630 slot. I wonder if Ole Miss as well as Arkansas will both practice intentionally outdoors in the elements just to acclimate get used to it, thick in your blood, whatever whatever you got to do to be more acclimated for Saturday night's conditions. Maybe you have later in the day practices. I you know, We've seen Arkansas's practice schedule, but you know, do you make some adjustments to get more condition for what you're going to face Saturday? Because clearly the weather was an equalizer with Arkansas and LSU. It slowed down the offenses, no question about that. Um, I think, I think, you might see teams maybe handle their practices a little differently to to get ready. It's cold in Oxford. My parents were there this past Saturday, and they mentioned how freezing it was. So Arkansas doesn't have necessarily a huge advantage in that category relative to what they maybe had against LSU who didn't look prepared for the weather that they walked into this past Saturday. Arkansas basketball comes in at number nine. You move up one spot in the AP poll. Coach talked about Nick Smith yesterday. He still hadn't practiced, but he's improving each day. He's kind of been doing his own thing. And then, uh, again, this goes back to what I was talking about in hour number one. A fan was like, he's going to sit out the whole year. And the Nick responded on social media. He said, sound crazy, and then soon that he'll be back. Um, I would, my preference, we'd all like to see him sooner rather than later. You know, Does he get basically a, a test drive, if you will, a trial run? Wednesday night, tomorrow against South Dakota State, eight, ten minutes, seven, eight, ten minutes, see how it goes, see how the knee responds the following day. You don't want a bunch of swelling, then get on an airplane Friday to go to Hawaii. But, you know, do you, do you, do you give them a little bit of trial run? I don't know. I mean, only they know what kind of where, where the status is at this point of how that knee feels. I personally think he's probably still got a couple more weeks till we see him play. I'd rather you, – you brought up a point – that I didn't think about until you mentioned it earlier, that reoccurring, lagging, hindering injury where you could possibly have it come back and get to you later on, which, again, that's something I had not thought about to this point in time. I would rather have Nick fully healthy for conference play than maybe him to play on it not fully healthy and then that. And, again, it's up to him. It's the decision for a young man who's got plenty ahead of him in terms of his career and the National Basketball Association is almost a sure theme with him at this point in time. So we're just going to have to wait and see till we actually can watch him on the floor. Well, but he needs to play. I mean, you think he'll still be a lottery pick if he set the whole year. 
I don't think he'll be a number one or two or three pick if he sits the whole year. And that's what he's playing for is to be, you know, you want your name called first. Mm -hmm. And a good year and a, a year that there's no concern. I mean, there's going to be concern. No one's going to draft you, I think, top two, three, four, five if there's concern about a knee. Uh, and there is no college tape on you. So would he still get drafted? Yes. Would it be in the lottery? Maybe. But you take all those kind of guarantees. A good year at Arkansas, a solid year in the SEC, you know, he might be one of the, was it fourth, I think, is still the highest when Brewer drafted fourth. Moncrief or Brewer, I need to look that up. S Sydney was drafted fourth, I think, to yeah. the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, I think those I think are that's the, right. you know, you could be talking about someone eclipsing that uh, when it comes to the historical factors at Arkansas and kind of where you rank in the NBA draft compared to lots of previous great Razorbacks that have went, you know. Pretty crazy. Sydney was behind, uh, or I guess fifth, Magic Johnson, David Greenwood, Bill Cartwright, and Greg Kessler. Two of those names, yeah. I have no idea who they are, but yeah, that's where. Well, uh, Magic Johnson was really, really good. So he was. He, he I played know, for the Lakers. I know Ty. who he was. I oh, okay. Know, I know who He's Bill not the Cartwright. man. You didn't. Okay. I was, couldn't, <laughs> and I, I couldn't tell you who David Greenwood or Greg Kessler are. But well, I, know, I thought you were worried about Magic. I know Magic and uh, <laughs> Mr. Bill Cartwright. Magic no. was a really, really good player for the Lakers for yep. a long time. He, he could play a little bit. Won Big old point guard. Won a championship. <laughs> uh, Arkansas women's basketball team beats Tulsa last night. They went seventy-nine to seventy. And I'm trying to think that was Michaela Daniels had a really good game, as did Aaron Barnum, who ended up, I think, with 27 points. She was really solid. So Mike Neighbors and company started out undefeated thus far this season. That's going to do it for your hog update. It is brought to you by Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey Apparently, it is clean out your refrigerator day. Oh, now, man. we've done this before. We found four-year-old mayonnaise in the back of our fridge, which is disgusting. <laughs> How often do you and Laura clean out your refrigerator? Not enough. Not enough. What would I find in there that's gross? A Petri dish, probably. So it would uh, look like one. I don't know if it would be that bad, but the 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 door, the the the, uh, the shelves in the yeah. door where the where the problem where the problems always are. I got a friend of mine. His name is James. And he's he's more OCD type. He's not type A. He's type double A. And that's that's like his favorite thing to do. That's like his hobby is you know he likes to to clean those kind of things. That we were at my place up at the river once, and he he took everything out of the fridge, everything out of the freezer. And yeah, you know, there were some things in there that had I didn't know mustard had an expiration date, but apparently it does. I think the the, the he lives to, to do things like that. Just to it's his Walmart background. I guess the condiments. I guess are yeah. probably the most notable that you forget about and you just leave them in there and then you pull it out for the first time a year and you put it on your sandwich and you bite into it and you're like, oh, that's, I don't know, expired for two or three years. I don't... I've never done it, that, but there's some there's some things that got to go, you know. That old jar of olives you've had in there forever. Well, maybe you, know? you and Laura, you do that together and I know she's doing that. I don't think that's going to happen. With so. the ankle issue. Well, you got to do that on trash day. You don't do that you know, on Tuesday, when trash day's Friday, you got to time that up because you want that stuff gone. You know, so you can throw it right in the can and be, be done. You want that I, sitting around in your garage for three or four days. Oh, it's all trash day. Smelling like all day. Our trash day's Friday. So okay. you got to time that up on, on trash day. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. 
subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.